Right, hello and welcome to this latest edition of the Man On podcast. Just me today, uh, just Craig from the Man On group, and I've got a special guest with me. I've got Libero FPL with me. We're going to do a little bit of a special talking about Antonio Conte and what we can expect from him at Tottenham. Um, more sort of a tactical analysis, really, with some talk of some FPL stuff in there, um, player positions, maybe what the starting eleven we expect it to be, uh, things like that. First off, how you doing, mate? I know you're a bit new to this podcasting stuff, so... Uh... Yeah, not bad, can't complain. Just see how this goes. <laughs> see how this goes. We'll, we'll, we'll dig straight in from the start. So, um, I think most people are aware by now that Conte tends to always line up with three at the back. We've, we've got two um, teams, should we say, to use as a guide for that. We've got a team that's on the screen right now of how he's Chelsea title winning team from 2016-17 set up predominantly. And then we've got two seasons of Inter Milan from the last two years. Um, after that, where the setup slightly different. Um, as of right now, it's obviously not 100% which one of those two systems he will use. If he uses either, there may be a, a, a tweak and make it something a little bit different from both of them. But I think it's fair to say there's strengths and um, or pros and cons, really, of both. Um, what's your first thoughts on this? We'll, t- we'll talk through the Chelsea one in a bit more detail. What's your first thoughts on what you think one you think he will do and which one you think he should do? Originally, I thought he would he should go with a 3-4-3 because of all the white players that Spurs have. They've not really got many strikers. If they go for a 3-5-2, for example, Lucas, Gill and potentially Bergwijn would be redundant. But from what we've seen, apparently yesterday in training, he lined up 3-5-2, 11-11, which makes me think he may actually go that route. We may get into this first part of this podcast might be slightly irrelevant then because we're going to talk about 343 to start, to start with. Um, I think I'm with you. I think I think this would suit Tottenham a little bit more. This system that's on the screen, I'll just go through it for the audio listeners. So it's a flat back three of Cahill, Louise, and Espilicueta, then a sort of a flat four across the middle of Alonso, Matic, Kante, and Moses. And then it was Hazard and Pedro kind of playing behind Costa. Um, this system and why Chelsea did so well predominantly was because there was license for David Luiz to sort of move forward from defensive midfield um, from the middle of the back three. And there's a lot of um, emphasis on him stepping out and playing passes from there. Obviously, it, with that, it, it meant that he obviously had a few liabilities about him. David Luiz could often get himself into trouble, but he had two covering defenders around him if he did step out and give the ball away or do something slightly stupid. Um but he was the sort of the fulcrum of this team, stepping forward from defence. Uh, in midfield, they didn't really have any creativity as such. Matic and Kante were more functional, um, just held their position, um, allowed Alonso and Moses to get forward and basically play with a front five. Um, and then I would say it was Costa up front that basically ran both channels and occupied basically all of the defenders of the opposition because his movement and his energy was so good. Um, he sort of, I say, kept all the defenders busy by himself. Now, there's elements of that that I think would work with Tottenham, but elements that would be difficult with Tottenham. One, they haven't got the defender to do what Louise does, I don't think. Two, Kane isn't going to do what Costa did. But maybe from a midfield perspective, they've, they're maybe a bit better set. Would you agree with that, from, with this? Yeah, Kane definitely isn't going to do Costa's running. However, I'm not really sure. Eric Dyer really should be able to do what Louise done. He was a defensive mid to begin with. He's kind of been pushed back the centre half. You would think with his upbringing in Portugal that he should have a decent understanding of decent ability in passing, range of passing. So he really should be able to kind of step out for that centre centre back role into a kind of defensive mid position. Just 
where they can really create much as a question. I think I think the feeling at the moment is that Romero is going to play there, and there was elements of him in Italy where he wasn't really used as a sweeper as such, but he had tendencies that um, and a skill set that would maybe work well as a sweeper in terms of like mopping up play and covering in behind people. But again, I think distribution is probably his weakest attribute of what you would expect from a defender. So I'm not, I'm not convinced that long-term that's the best position for him in the middle of the back three. But yeah, maybe Dyer is the better fit from an on-the-ball on sort of point of view, um, whether he could do that. He's not going to be David Luiz levels of ability though, is he? I don't think for stepping out and spraying passes. I think it's quite different to if you most people associate sort of a three defense in England. Like this this formation on screen isn't wonderfully dissimilar to what we see from Chelsea at the moment with Tuchel. Um, but Tuchel's system is a lot more around ball retention, where this Chelsea team had like no ball retention almost. It was pretty direct from Louise most of the time whether it was spreading play to the wing-backs or whether it was looking over the top for Acosta like running into the channels or something. So we wouldn't get that from, from Tottenham because Kane isn't going to run the channels like that anymore. And I say whether Dyer or Romero or anyone else has got that ability to play those passes, I don't know. But it, I think it's quite interesting that, I say, Tuchel's Chelsea that play with a similar system to this is a lot around ball retention, feeding the ball into to, to, um, Kovacic and to Jorginho. But this isn't the way that um, Conte's Chelsea played. There wasn't, I, I don't know what the stats were off the top of my head around um, possession and things, but from memory and a few little bits I've read, I don't think they was particularly uh, particularly good at it. They didn't really use Matic and Kante in that way. Uh, I don't know what... Maybe that, maybe that would suit Tottenham, though, because I think you, you're not convinced around their uh, midfield creativity, are you, centrally? They've obviously got a batch of central midfielders. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not really convinced that any of them are a playmaker number 10 type. Maybe Undenbele, but he just seems to have that inconsistency problem. Other than that, I just don't know. You're probably again looking at industries, centre mids, similar to this Chelsea lineup. Would you say Chelsea's, say, sorry, Tottenham's current centre mids best fit this sort of system, that functional midfielder is a holder position? I mean, you could easily probably play Hoberg and Lacelso in the two roles. Um, I think I'm not really sure what this Elso's actual role is. He doesn't seem to be overly creative, but he seems to be a good box-to-box kind of get stuck in, win the ball, play the ball, simple passes. We probably fit into this system more than the other. Um, other than that, no, Hobug's the same. Do that same role as kind of Canty done, but dogged in midfield, but release the ball. He's not a great ball player. No, and Skip maybe a well. Is he? Let's move, we'll move on to the other system just while we're. It, it'll probably be a good way to sort of compare. So this was the Inter team of last season, obviously one Serie A, and there was a slight adjustment here with how they played. The back three was largely the same. The bridge had the same kind of license as Louise. I think there was a little bit more license as well for the outside central defenders to maybe get on the ball a bit more, um, but. A lot more than in the Chelsea system for Conte was the the use of a, a ball playing defensive midfielder, and I think a lot of the play was was done through Brozovic in this system. I think it was quite key to try and get the defenders um, get the ball into him, and then they build up play from there. Um, again, whether Tottenham have got that player right now is open to debate as well, because I think the the consensus is that Hoiberg will be the one that would play as the DM, but that's not his skill set either, is it? To 
to dictate play and get the ball off the defence and sort of spearhead attacks from deep. You'd probably say Winks is that player, if anyone. I would say maybe Skip from what Norwich fans said for last season. He seems to be that deep line player that can spray passes. It's just, does he have enough tackle on him? Will he need Holberg to maybe support him a little bit and play one of the central roles, but come and help defend? But Skip certainly seems to have the passing range. We've seen it this season a few times. Where his ball's over the top, spraying the ball around. It's just he's still very young. I don't know if he's at the level Connie will want yet. I think in some ways, Brozovic was the most critical player in his inter-team. I know that the, the two strikers got a lot of the credit because they contributed to so many goals. But I think so much of the play and the build-up come through him that doesn't seem like Conte would have trust that on. I don't know how old Skip is. What is he, 2021 or something? That's yeah. a big, big demand. It doesn't Definitely. feel like he'd do that. No, you'd maybe have to play Fjordberg there as you're sitting and look at another player being your ball player. So he could Although see... to be fair, has... Schubert has looked better this season than he has previously. He's getting involved in goals, whether it be assists or actual goals. I don't know if he's maybe just trying to add that to his game. Well, I don't know if his best role would be more as one of the, the other two CMs in the system that's on the screen right now. So I don't think they're going to play him as like an eight, a running on eight, because they've got Lo Celso, they've got Dembele, they've got other players that maybe more natural fits for that. But I, I think... Yeah, Dele Alli too. Yeah, and, yeah, and Dele Alli as well. But is Hoiberg's best role more box-to-box? He's, he's another funny one. He's kind, kind of good at most things, but I'm not sure what he's actually his best attribute. Is, is it energy? Is it? I don't know what it is. It's at Southampton, he's doing a look at breaking up the play. And when he first went to Spurs, that's where all the Spurs fans were raving at. His actual ability to shield the defence, win the ball back. He's definitely got a bit of dig in him. It's just, is he good on the ball? Is he a good passer? I'm not really sure. So there's maybe scope that Tottenham could maybe go to a sort of a deeper, t- so more of a, I suppose you'd call it more of a 3-4-1-2, which is on neither of the screenshots that have been on the screen so far. But would they go Hoiberg with the ball player deeper and then have one sort yeah. of attacking midfielder? And that could be any of the names we've already just said. Maybe do that instead. And that would give them a bit more could protection. Be, yeah. Especially if there's question marks against their defence at the moment. Excuse me, but like one, how good they are, yeah. and two, um, say whether they're good enough to get to actually get the ball out. That's my worry with Tottenham at the moment is can they play a possession-based game? Because this Inter team was very possession-based, way more than Conte's Chelsea team was. Um, say Brozovic feeding Brenner and Eriksson are obviously both very good on the ball as sort of attacking number eights, and then the front two doing what they did. Um, but I don't think Tottenham have quite got the players to play as expensive as this. The other, the other interesting point to probably make is the wing-backs in both these systems. So we've had Alonso and Moses. This inter-team had Perisic and Hakimi. Um, I would argue a lot more wingers than full-backs in the wing-back roles. Uh, what we're seeing at Tottenham, the suggestions at the moment, is Royal and Regalon are probably the two most likely to play wing-back. What, what's your sort of gut feeling on that? I think he probably are the two most likely, but looking at their numbers, they're not really great underlines, don't really seem to contribute overly. I know that uh, Reglan's got two assists this season, but he still doesn't. He's got, what, an assist XA of 1.09. So he's got two assists from that, I would say that he's overachieved so far. I think maybe Cessna Young certainly seems like they could fit a Conti style of wing-back. 
he's a wing bar, winger that's been moved back to left back at times. And even if Doherty could play anything like he did at Wolves, he'd be right up Conte's street. Yeah, I think I think Sessignon's potentially one of the big players that can gain from this. I've not seen his name mentioned a great deal in any chat around Tottenham yet, but he does seem the the ideal sort of wing back for for Conte. Um, more uh, someone that wants to play as a winger more with some ability to defend. He's obviously, as you just said, he's played, he spent some time left back in his career. And I've not been overly impressed by the uh, delivery, should we say, of either Regulan or Royal so far. I think I joked with the other day that I saw Royal once cross a ball and he went straight out of play on the other side without bouncing. So that, that doesn't bode very well. Um, so I know Conte's got a reputation for being able to coach players and improve them. But I think that's a big ask to get Royal's delivery up to the required level because I think that is a key component of this, of this inter-system was the delivery from out wide. Um, and it worries me with Tottenham, with Regulon and, and um, Royal that it's not going to be good enough. But Doherty's the other interesting one because he is really good at Wolves, hasn't really done anything at Tottenham. I think my feeling was, I don't know if you agree with this at Wolves, was that his main skill set wasn't so much staying wide as a wingback. It was more sort of making diagonal runs almost to almost become like a, what you call like a wide forward, trying to get in at the back post. He was he was more, I think from, from memory, stats um, when he was at Wolves, he had... A, superior amount of penalty box touches and was shooting. So his skill set was more get in the box and shoot rather than sort of overlap and get around the outside of players and get to the byline and put crosses in. And the Conte wide player is more that sort of wide player. So I don't know if Doherty's going to be a natural, he'll have to adapt his game again because I don't think he's, what he did at Wolves was, is a fit for what Conte normally does. I don't know what you yeah, think. It's definitely difficult, difficult for sure. The difference, I think, is Doherty can deliver a ball, whereas, as you said, Royal still to prove he can. That ball definitely did not touch the ground and went straight to the other end. <laughs> I'm not really sure if you're, you're certainly not going to see him putting the ball in Harry Kane's head unless he gets a lot more practice. Let's put... I'm going to go on to... My question on. mark is... My question mark is, if, if he does play this interstyle system, what happens to Bergwijn, Gill... Lucas, did they, what does them converted to a striker? Did they get converted to a wingback? We know he's converted to wingers to four to wingbacks. But does Bergvine or Gil have that ability? Well, the news at the moment going around, how reliable it is, we don't know. But Sun's spent a game playing wingback. Uh, yeah, you think I'm not right? sure how true it is. <laughs> yeah, some guy just commented under the original 5-2 post. But I mean, it's possible. I just don't see why you'd put your most one of your most clinical finishers in the wing back role. Especially when Spurs don't exactly have a plethora of strikers. They've got Kane, Scarlett, Son. Will they play more up front? Um, is the question because if they're going to leave, uh, you mentioned a comment to me before from Conte during, I think it was when he was a pundit at Euro twenty twenty about. The fact, I don't know if you got it to hand, but you, you mentioned it to me once that around him yeah. wanting to stay in the box. I've got it. He said his words were during Euro 2020 about Kerry. He said, Of course, he's good at that too, but it's the box with his clinical as a coach. I would keep him there because he's devastating, which tells me that he sees Kerry as a player you just tell to sit in the box and supply. Which is a different sort of striker to anything else. Contest. I say Costa, his role was more to work the line and run wide to 
sort of occupy the space vacated by opposing fullbacks to come forward. And that got Chelsea up the pitch. Um, Lukaku and Latoro Martinez, when they was into their partnership, was very drop off and make runs in behind into vacated space. Kane doesn't really seem to be keen to do that anymore or incapable of doing that anymore. And from what you've just said there from Conte, that if he's just going to be a, a penalty box poacher, for example, then that doesn't really fit in with anything we've seen from Conte's previous teams either. That's why you would think that the Chelsea lineup would suit him better with maybe Son and Moura playing off him, them giving you their width as well as your running. And maybe that will be this three, four, one, two. So Sun actually up front with Mora behind, for example. But I'm both of them almost, both of them almost become sort of assistants. So Kane, you're becoming a bit like Man United then, aren't you? You've got Ronaldo standing in the penalty box, not doing anything and hoping to score all the goals. And then the work rate of everyone else being expected to be super high to cover the fact he isn't doing anything. Yeah. Are we going to end up with that with Tottenham now, with Kane effectively in the Ronaldo role? And everyone running around him, trying to do all his running for him and all his pressing for him and all of his movement for him. Is there a risk of that? One thing Kane, one thing Kane does seem to do a lot these days is tracking back. So it's certainly get, Conte's going to have to retrain him because Mourinho had him at the halfway line a lot of the time. Son was further forward most games. And Son would be more the uh, Douglas Costa. Son would be more the Diego Costa type striker, really, wouldn't he? That he would be yeah. running the channels and being a nuisance up there in in that sense. Obviously, not a different sort of build and physicality, but better finishing. Than I don't know if you remember in Conte's second season when Diego Costa left and they brought in Marata. They spent a few games, quite a while with Hazard up top because Marata wasn't doing it. So Hazard actually played as a number nine with William one side and Pedro the other. So Son kind of fits that role, but then you've still got Harry Kane to put in. Maybe we'll drop him like he did Morata. <laughs> so that maybe it will be two up front with that system where Kane's got in some way some sort of free license to drop off. I don't know. And as you say, occupy. Sun runs left and right. <laughs> and Sun Sun has the actual striker running across. Because the start of this year, I know it's a different manager. We're not talking about Nuno Santo, but when obviously Kane was close to leaving, they had, I think, a lot of the pre-season they spent with Bergwijn and Mora playing behind Sun, and it seems to be working quite well. A fairly mobile front three that pressed and were willing runners in behind and things. So can they find a, a version of that with Kane in it? I think Sun's the most interesting player in this Tottenham team now because, say, there's, there's rumours he may play left wing back. Who knows how true they are? He could be the actual line leading centre forward, or he could be in sort of an attacking midfield role. And I think it's a, a big... I actually, think in the, I actually think in the original Chelsea team in 2016-17 that Hazard played that off the striker role and Pedro had more of a floating kind of winger role. So you wonder if Storrow will play that off the striker with Kane, whether he's left side, right side, or just both. I mean, he's certainly going to work great. The way we talk about Canty playing both sides of centre mid, you wonder if Storrow will play off Kane but covering a lot of ground. Conte, like his inter team was renowned for sort of getting overlaps in wide positions. So the right wing back, for example, would get forward. One of the strikers would venture over to that side of the pitch as well. And the more attacking central midfielder that was positioned on that side would also all, so all three of them would end up almost in a right midfield position. And you'd end up with a massive overload over there because there'd be three uh, inter players. I think for Intermania, it was, was Martinez, Barella and Hakimi. 
um, for example, and they, they would cause all sorts of problems by get outnumbering people around the box in wide positions. I don't know if there's scope they could do that with like a Mora or something that if, if Royal got forward, Mora was over there and, and Sun was up there leading the line like that, that those three would be yeah. natural um, natural ways for that to work. Looking, I, I obviously haven't put a suggested Tottenham team up on the screen right now because I don't know what it's going to be. What is your sort of gut feeling? We'll, we'll go through it one by one. Obviously, Lloris picks himself. Um I think Lloris picks himself, but I wouldn't be surprised if Connie's got a thing for Galini. I've got to think Lloris is the number one just now, but the bottom could brought Galini in for a reason, and I don't know how long he'll be the backup for. That's interesting. Conte didn't sign him though, did he? Uh no, but it came from, they came from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> there is especially at Inter, Andanovic was um was quite important in the way they broke out sometimes. He was yeah. quite keen to like get the ball out to the wing backs, for example, up on the halfway line. Loris is a funny one for distribution. Isn't he? He's not like the Edison type levels of distribution. No. I don't know if he's quite as bad as some people says he is, but I don't think it again, that's not up there with his with his best traits being pressed on the ball and is it? So um maybe to a midterm then there will be another goalkeeper, but yeah, I can't see him dropping him for now. If he needs experience and they're not going to drop the French goalkeeper, are they? I don't think, as, as of right not now. Not with this defence. Not, not with this. So, yeah, the defence is the hard thing. I think they've got six options to play three in three central defender roles here. Okay. You're quite keen that Davis plays on the left of the three, aren't you? I've got a feeling he'll play Ben Davis. He plays that for Wales. He's comfortable in the ball, having been a fullback. So he could be a ball player out for the defence on that left side. It's just they don't have a, a big selection of three really good centre-halves. You would go, oh, they're nailed. So Ben Davis, I think, could be that left centre-back. We've seen it before. He's he's a big fan of converting players lately. The fact that Davis has had experience there suggests to me that he could be that left centre-back. Oh, I'll be happy to go with that. The other ones are harder. Um, Romero's obviously going to play somewhere. He worries me in the middle of the back three because... His natural tendency, I think, is to step forward and be on the front foot. And he's, I'd say his natural style, which we say is quite aggressive as well. So if he's in the middle of the back three in like a sweeper type role, and then he goes on the front foot quite aggressive, he's a walking red card to me as a last man defender. So he, he worries me in, in the middle of the back three. And I don't think his distributions to the level that Conte would want from that player, given... That usually is a player where there's a lot of um, there's a need for that player to do a lot of good things on the ball. So literally every suggested Tottenham team I've seen has had him in the middle of it. And I say I've mentioned earlier that he he's got sweeper like tendencies from Italy, but there's a lot of things wrong with his game as well that suggest he shouldn't be that role. He'd be better off, I think, on the right of the back three where he he can go and be aggressive and try and win the ball back and and pinch it. Um, and maybe that will be his role in six months' time, a year's time or something, and they'll get a better someone to play in the middle, someone else. As you said, they could play Dyer there. He's played central midfield. He's grown up in Portugal. Whether he's quick enough on the cover to play in the middle of the back three is a problem with him, I guess. And is he, he, I, I don't always get the impression he's reading the games the best either. That goal that Rashford scored the yeah. weekend, like, I've got no idea where he was for that goal, for example. So I, I wouldn't be massively convinced from that set. Then they've got Davinson Sanchez. Um, where do you start with him? He's just athletic, right? Yep, just definitely athletic. He's got a bit of bite in him. 
but, but again, like Romero, can be really reckless, not very good on the ball. It's just don't know what you're going to get from in a game. And no left foot either. So he's going to have to play as the, the right centre-back, I think, and unless they try and play him sweeper with his recovery pace. But is he good enough to lead a defensive line from the middle? I, I don't know about that either. That doesn't sound like a good idea to me. And then Tanganga, I'd quite like to see, I think. And Rodon as well. He He's the... he's. I wouldn't say impress me, Rodon, when he's played, but there's a lot to like about him. I think he's got a bit more upside than a lot of the other ones they've got here. And for whatever reason, he hasn't really been used very much. Um, I wonder if he's going to become a Conte, uh, Conte player. I don't know what, you, what your thoughts are on Rodon. You think he'll play? I think he looks like he's an off player. Again, he's still quite young, is he not? Um, but could Conte develop him, possibly? I mean, he needs to play three, and he's not got the best of selections. So it's just... Short term to they can buy players. Who's he going to pick in the three spots? He's going to have to try and set with you in pretty quickly. But Rodon does. Rodon is quite tall as well, is he not? Yeah, he is. So he could add that a bit of height in defence. And then Tanganga is the other one who seems like a logical fit for right centre back. I wouldn't be against. He's got the aggression um, and it's a bit more heart and desire, it feels like to me, than some of the other defenders. Where I think Dyer always seems a bit sort of pessimistic. Um, I, th- I think it will probably end up being Romero, Dyer, and Davis to start with. But um, yeah, that's what I think. I think that maybe you'd have to start with either the way that Connie plays. If he plays like a fullback converted to centre back, I think he'd be either, either play Davis or Tanganga. But I'm not sure he played both at centre half in a three. So I think he'd maybe go with one of them, but right centre back or one of the left centre back, and then two more natural centre halves beside them. Would you get any of them from an FPL perspective? Um, not the defend, not three at the back. No, I don't think I'd touch any of them. Because he did end up it's with just the best too much options, just answer, didn't he? Yeah, but for the value these wing backs can be, you just wouldn't bother touching the centre ass. I don't think if these wing backs were nailed. I mean, at Chelsea, Alonso and Moses pretty much played every game both seasons, apart from when they were injured. Do you worry with Conte? The same, I know you've been fairly vocal with me, at least, about um, did a, th- a thread about it on Twitter about Tuchel's wingbacks and why they're sure. yeah, unlikely to play enough games or there's a worry they won't play enough games to justify owning. Would you be worried in the same way with these ones? I don't think so. I don't think he's got the, the selections that they had like Anna. Anna irritated a wee bit. But Chelsea really only stuck with Alonso Moses every game. So I don't really see it. I think if he's just got... Slim selection and two guys he's happy with, he'll just stick with them most games. I think Alonso played like 34 games and Moses wasn't far off. So looking at Regulon and Royal then could be could be options if they should be come first choice. Unless Sessing Young pushes himself in it. He's a midfielder. I'm, I haven't even looked to be fair for FPL. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure I checked today and he was a, he's a 4.3 million defender, I believe. Ooh. There's one. <laughs> that one, if he, if he steps out as the go-to left wing back, then yeah, he's a four point three million left uh, well, defender in FPL. Yeah, I'd much prefer to have him. So I don't really personally rate regular on that highly. I know that he's got come from Real Madrid, and there's not feels like there's not a lot of options for him, um, and not not a lot of competition for him in that role. But I'm not a big fan of of Regulon. I won't be getting him. He seems to be. The one being spoken about the most, though, as being someone who might break into some FPL teams. I think he actually flatters the deceive. I think 
I remember saying, oh, five at the back, Spurs, Regulon's going to be the one we're going to have to go with. He'll break into that template. But then when you look at his numbers, I mean, he's played all season. He's got a 1.09 XA and 0.03 XG. So he's not exactly supplying much. I know that Spurs haven't been great for scoring goals in general, but even at that, you think, yeah, fullbacks, attacking fullback like that should be putting in better numbers over 10 games so far. Yeah, so I don't expect... Conte wingbacks to score loads of goals because they're not they're not they don't really attack in the same way the Chelsea ones do for example so you are you probably got a reasonable chance of assists but you're probably looking at sort of Wolves level fullbacks they I would probably compare them to and I'm guessing people aren't busting I mean, to get like Samedo in. Well, I mean in nineteen twenty, the four fullbacks that played for Inter under Conte got twenty goals between them between four of them. In 2021, they got what's that 16 goals between them. That's just not bad. If that you was been four again. So I mean, they're definitely get involved in the goals and as I say, and, and others, it's just does he have those players to do it? I suppose. Cesar Young, I certainly think could get involved in goals. I trust Perisic a lot more for goals and assists than Romero and <laughs> uh, Royal and uh, regular. I keep it. You know, <laughs> I keep it through, Yeah. What are, you, what are you saying in midfield? Do you think Ali has got a chance in this team? It reminds me a little bit of the system that England played when Southgate first became manager. Um, and Ali and Lingard were given a bit more licence to play in front of Henderson. And both of them, Lingard probably maybe more so, but both of them did quite well. Um, I know Ali, is, that's a couple of years ago now, and maybe Ali's fitness and I think it just, the injury just seemed to have caught up with him to me. He just doesn't seem to have quite that sort of, not that he was rapid to start with, but I think he's lost a little bit of pace and things. Um, could 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 it be a another chance for him to redeem himself? I keep saying that every new manager that comes in. I thought Mourinho ruined his confidence. I like Mourinho did with Shaw, but I thought Nuno would be his time. Nuno gave him a lot of chances. He just didn't really seem to produce. It's just can the manager bring the best back out of him? I mean, he was rated as one of the best players around three four years ago. This top English talent. I think it's hard not to try and think Ndombele is going to play in this team because he, he lacks a bit of work rate and doesn't track back, um, which could be a problem because in defensive shape, they go to a, a quite a deep 5-3-2 or Inter went to a quite a deep 5-3-2. So is, does Ndombele work hard enough and have enough sort of urge to get back in to play like that? That worries me with him. He's certainly got all that ballet. He could be the one for this system. Yeah, he's certainly got the ability. Space passes left, right, and centre. But he'd find it hard to get in if they are going to go to a bit more of a, we call it a 3 4 1 2. It's this batch of midfielders that suffer. I don't think they'll play him next to Hoiberg in one of the deep throws. I think, I think Hoiberg is going to play right. So it's one with him, really. You've got to think of it. It's a 3 4 1 2, both the also and Hoiberg. The Celso looks a lot more industrious. He gets back and forward. He's stuck in. Seems like a really good box-to-box guy. If he can play a pass as well, he's just not this massive creative force. He's just more of a... gets back and forward. Involved a lot. So 3-4-1-2 is sort of Hoiberg, the Celso, Skip, maybe Winks. And then you've got this system, which is more 3-3-2-1... then this is where Ali, Gill and 
and Dombella you sort of fit in yeah. Yeah. and then it's where I say then Sun is the the awkward one um, any assets in amongst all that lot you fancy in the midfielders not really just now either I kept, keep saying every year I keep saying oh if Dele Alli comes good he'll be a steal but he just doesn't seem to be doing it just now I'm not really sure who's going to play with those midfielders the only midfielder that's standing out is Son because he'll either be playing as a kind of striker or even a forward off the left other than Son or 10 million I suppose Lucas right uh, I back to us, I suppose. <laughs> Have you thought about getting anyone in? Is it is Conte coming in sort of encouraged you to get someone before game week twelve? It seems like game week twelve is the week that a lot of people are eyeing up Tottenham players, and everyone's getting obviously overexcited now because of the new manager. Personally, I still have my to get one. Well, Son was my original plan for game week twelve, but then watching them play, my new who. Everybody scored against, they still couldn't score. Kind of slightly put it off a bit. But my issue is just now is I've got Havertz and having watched him last night, I don't really see him getting FPL points in game week 11 either. So do you risk Son maybe playing striker against Everton who don't look great defensively? Or do you stick with Havertz versus a bully Burnley defence who could kick him off the back? You can't be selling the Chelsea. Still pretty undecided for this game. You can't be selling someone playing up front for Chelsea um, in a home game against Burnley, can you? I don't know. I watched him against Malmo last night and he was he made the keeper make a good few saves, but he's, he never looks as if he's going to score. He's playing that people are thinking that he's not playing well, but he's playing good in his position. He's dropping deep, he's creating spaces in behind, but he's not doing what you want from an FPL point of view, and that's scoring. Yeah, it's good to know I've got him as well. So you're still on the... Uh... Spaces doesn't get me points. No, yeah, no, it doesn't. So Kane and Son are on the radar, but I, I'm not going to go to either of them until we see what system they play and how they're operating. I'd rather miss out on points for one or two weeks and then get them in like game week 14, I think, if it was looking like they'd sort of fallen into a system. They've, they've obviously got the scope if they play two up front to play like Laturo Martinez and Lukaku did it into. Because those two did so much as, as, a, as a unit, as a two. And I think we saw last year, Kane and Son have got that understanding. So yeah. there's every reason it could work. Um, but Out of the two of them, if you're playing the two up front, then Son's the man you're going for. 10 million, that's striker with his finishing ability to that every day of the week. I know that Kane's a good goal scorer and everything, but for 10 million, you just know Son's going to score. Son gets a chance, he tends to score it. That's a good note to end on. Hopefully that people found that quite helpful. Um, thank you, mate. That'll be enough, I think, to, to get people thinking about Tottenham assets. Uh, nice one.